0: it's the biggest discovery humans have ever found. It's so big that it doesn't feel like that to people that think it's a Ponzi scheme. It doesn't feel like that from their own belief system. But if it changes that belief, so all productivity forevermore flows to all of society and everyone in the world has an equal opportunity to actually allow that to happen and create more wealth for themselves as it flows to society,
1: it's a pretty big deal. Welcome back to the Freedom Footprint Show with von Holm and me, Luke the Pseudophin. And today we're joined by Jeff Booth, author of The Price of Tomorrow and who otherwise needs no introduction. It's the second time on the podcast. So welcome back, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Luke. Great to be here. Yeah. Uh, good to see you, Jeff.
2: I mean, we've, we've been seeing one another s- shortly on and off this year, every here and there. And uh Talking every once in a while, but this is the first time in a long time we've had a a proper long format conversation. So, how has your past year been, and uh, what have you learned
0: this year? I hope I'm always learning so uh, it, it, but I don't know if anything's really new except for just how how much more is going on in this ecosystem how much more how how much how much fun I'm having how are they um, when you're spending your time in this ecosystem with all the entrepreneurs measuring from this e- from from Bitcoin, you don't see all the negative that's happening around the world, or you can see it. Like you can you can I empathize with it, but I, it feels like I live a just a totally different life. Uh, and and partly why you want more people to see it, more people to spend more of their time in Bitcoin, it's because then they will they will too.
2: I totally agree. It's it's like. It's like this weird thing that you, the more you, you, the more of yourself you just give away to the community, uh-huh. uh, the, the more you get back without without even trying. It's it's just a fantastic
0: a fantastic space to be in. Yeah, and if and, 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 and again, I, I I also have empathy for people who think this is going to be stopped. You're not going to stop. People weren't meant to live in cages, right? The uh, the you, um, you're not going to stop. A technology that frees them um and uh that uh it is just it, and i'm not saying that there's not going to be a whole bunch of wars against it and, and, and what's going to happen I, like i expect a long battle but you can just tune you can almost tune it out the more time you spend working advancing it the faster it happens
2: to me it reminds me of like the story of the soviet union uh where like just up until the 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 very last day of its existence everyone took it for it. like that there was no hope and uh, this was the way things were there was nothing to do about it and then all of a sudden everyone realizes that it doesn't have to be this way we could just not do this and it just sort of dissipated uh, very quickly um do do you see the same thing playing out with clown world and uh, bitcoin <laughs>
0: But I think it happens one person at a time. Like the, the, the point I'm trying to make there you uh, know you are already living in the future. So am I right? We are already seeing the front edge of what's happening and we're not going back. Um, and, 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 and so as more and more people join, uh, this and you, you know, this as well as I do, we talk about this <laughs> over punches deep into the night and, and, and such, <laughs> but, but, uh, um but as people do that they are nodes in this new system and the new system gets stronger and as the new system gets stronger the the existing system that had control over you and is is capturing all of your thoughts and actions gets weaker and so it it's it, it's emergent it happens over time it's not like a light switch and one day we have one system and one day we have another it's uh, um it, it's just emergent and we control that uh, the speed of that through our actions yeah absolutely
2: so so that that brings us to like because I I, I sort of wanted to take this conversation into the deep stuff uh, as soon as possible because I know we're we're doing some fun things in in Madeira this this coming March uh, you're uh organizing half of the last day of the conference, if I'm correct, like the yeah, uh, so
0: so the way we organized it is so we put blocks together. Um, yeah, we could do deep dives. Um, and the deep dive block I'm doing it is what does this look like after the transition? What does the future look like after this transition?
2: Yes, because there's there's so much to 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 think about there. And it's so weird, like, I don't think we've even scratched the surface of how weird uh, the world looks like on a Bitcoin standard compared to now, and how we're, much weird, weird
0: or weird or beautiful.
2: Uh, I mean, weird in a beautiful way. Like, yes, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like uh, not not crazy weird, but uh, good weird. Just uh, the thought uh, of when the when the totals when all Bitcoins have in mind, there's no other way than like the. In my mind, most Bitcoin stacks will shrink over time. There's just no no way around that. Uh, maybe a, a select few will go up, but it will be in- increasingly harder and harder to have black numbers on your balance sheet at all in Bitcoin terms, but your purchasing power can still go up. So th- this is a thought I had like a uh, couple of years back, but can you see a scenario where you start a company not to make profit in bitcoin terms but to just uh you know flatten the curve so that the, the decline of your stack is a bit slower so your purchasing power is still going up because you started the business uh but but your bitcoin stack is never incre- never increasing it's just decreasing at a slower rate yeah i think
0: i, I think the that concept is so foreign to people um that- You'd have to walk them through a little bit closer, right? And so walk them through the steps that get there. And and by the way, that that concept isn't foreign to me at all, because otherwise I wouldn't have started a, a venture capital fund investing on top of Bitcoin companies that are actually doing what you just described, right? So mm-hmm. so let's so let's walk through the why that's true. Um, and uh, and and prices. So in economics, prices fall to the marginal cost of production. It, 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 the whole thesis in my book is is that cannot be stopped. Prices fall, in a in a free market, prices fall to the marginal cost of production because of the free market and and technology. And we wouldn't use things that are worse for us, right? So we choose the things that are better, and entrepreneurs deliver us and companies deliver us better things than it was there previously. So you can see prices fall to the marginal cost of production. Now, can a, so I'm just kind of breaking this out. Um, so could a government stop that? For a while, they can. They can regulate an industry, and they can say, we're not innovating here, right? And then costs go up to to the population, and you concentrate control. That's what our food systems look like today. That's what our medical systems look like today. That's what a whole bunch of, that's what our money systems look like today. So you can slow it down, right, by, by doing that. But the competition still continues. And the competition still continues elsewhere in the world. And then your regulated monopoly turns into a g- giant eyesore on your, <laughs> on, and, and gets killed from somewhere else. Um, so, so again, over a long enough time horizon, prices hold to the marginal cost of production. Okay. So stay there. Now go to the next concept. We have exponentially rising productivity, productivity. And so what, what is the marginal cost of production of a line of code? Cause because you're, you use it in your calculator, right? It's free. Um, you used to pay for a calculator. Now you, now you don't. And that's what, that's why now what's the marginal cost of production for a line of code created by the other lines of code free. And that's why you'll see AI continuing continuing to give you more and falling in price the entire time. The entire time. The explosion of, of of giving more and more product productivity and there's no moat. Why do you think all the large companies are trying to create regulation and fear around AI? Because it's the only way to give them a moat. And so the the fear comes from the fear comes from a whole bunch of people that are scared of losing their jobs. So you can create Oh, we got to protect this for you, so we can create a bigger monopoly. But they won't be able to because prices will keep, continue to fall. And if you just if you look at um, in that free, uh, free market, if you you could put all most of the models on on your own computer and not even use Chat GPT and never use the internet again, um, and have the world history on, uh, of uh, uh, on AI models right now, so you can see how powerful this is. Now, that's the next step. What about when that moves into machines, which it will in the next two, three, five years, and those machines are capable of, of having what you're seeing in look, 10 times, 100 times, which HUD-GPT can do today in a machine that can do everything. So you have to ask these questions, right? Marginal cost of production continues to fall exponentially. Now, as a result of those two things, then prices should be falling to free everywhere. We wouldn't need all the all the useless jobs. and we wouldn't if we if we'd lost our job, we wouldn't need the government handouts to pay us more to keep prices higher. because things just like you don't have to pay for oxygen today, prices would continue to fall by the uh, by the free market at an exponential rate. Now, then you have to ask, what could measure that? And the only thing that could measure that is a system outside of the existing system without counterparty risk right? that, that is 21 million capped and can't be centralized or controlled. So you come to a pretty easy thesis, right? You come to a pretty easy um, thing to understand. The thing that would be showing me prices falling to the marginal cost of production is Bitcoin. And everything else that people are measuring in the world is describing a manipulated world because it has to manipulate to make prices rise in the system we're talking about. Now you have to go to the next step. Only, and so that's where I spent a ton of time, if Bitcoin stays decentralized and secure, what we just described is inevitable, no matter what will happen. matter what it might take a longer time horizon people might be confused people might price from a fiat fiat they might think their house is going up because they're measuring in fiat they might think bitcoin is going up because they're measuring bitcoin in fiat um but what is actually happening is all prices are falling as i just described everything which means purchasing power is going up forever if you're measuring in bitcoin and 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 so you i spent a ton of time trying to disprove my thesis, what I just described there. I t- how could you kill Bitcoin? What would it look like? What, and I know you did. You have two, Tanoed. I know you have two, Luke. Um, they, and I know most hardcore Bitcoiners, <laughs> Maxis, the psychopaths, they call us, would, um, would uh, be psychopaths because they've already done the work that they understand. This is not going to be centralized. It's not going to be secure. There's no goddamn way that it's going to change over 21 million um, uh, coins. And, and so, so you'd have to expect in this, as I, as I did, you'd have to expect a war of information coming at Bitcoin to try to kill what I just said, because the system, it steals the power on the theft of the, of the productivity people, because people sitting on top of the existing system are effectively stealing the productivity of the world and if you're a bigger company, if you're an AI company, you're stealing it faster. right you're You're literally stealing out of the existing system that, because inflation is theft. We don't vote for it. There is no free market in, in when you can't vote for things that are that important in your life. There is stone no democracy. there is no democracy when you can't uh, when you can't vote for things that are that important in your life. So it's based on the theft because inflation is wage deflation that is literally strip mining people and they're voting for more of it because they don't know that money is so broken. It's concentrating in the biggest companies, biggest corporations in the world. And they're using regulation to make it, to make that happen faster. And they're combining with governments, technology companies are combining with governments to surveil everything and make it faster. And so what would a system that has that much power at the top say about a system that takes it away and gives it back to the people? You'd have to expect every war on the planet, really? You'd have to expect, and you'd have to expect everything coming at Bitcoin, which I do, and which I realize there's nothing they're going to do, nothing that they can do, because we, because through our nodes, they would have to find all of us individually, and they might find me, they might find you, but they're not going to find hundreds of thousands of nodes spread around the world connecting this thing and and the free market driving it. Plus, the incentive that it gains now on the other side, forget the fear of what what that would look like, the incentive on the other side driving it drives a massive incentive in favor of that productivity flowing to society in the form of lower prices and a free market. And you're just not going to stop that. Then now to the next step. That's why I started the ego death. Right it, to your thesis, what you just what you just said, um, what would what would the world look like, and what would um, if you're investing in companies that are creating more Bitcoin um, by um, on top of a layer that was pricing everything else, the only thing in the world that could price everything else, then then those companies creating Bitcoin returns by providing value would. You would have venture capital returns if you were good at that on top of Bitcoin, right? Because the companies are actually delivering way more people through their, through the the, the things that they're delivering. They're delivering way more people to the network and they're getting paid in Bitcoin. And, and so then what would that look like? That would look like a lot of those companies over time would have to continually innovate because the first thing that they delivered would then go to free, all right? <laughs> and then they would have to be in service of the cup co- because other people would compete with them. Like look at wallets today, you can't get paid on a wallet, they're free. So you have to continually innovate. So so then what would it look like if you're on, uh, a venture capital in that type of company versus a venture type capital in, in a fiat company? In a fiat company, you can play all these stupid games and take control from the founder and everything else. In this type of system, you have to love the people you're working with because you're going to be working with them for a long time. You And they're, you're, they're going to be changing their business. They're going to be uh, iterating on the next thing. And so you have to think totally different about being a venture capital company inside of this system. These are not well-understood uh, processes. These are not well-understood by most of the market. I would say these aren't really well-understood by even most Bitcoiners. That, they'll understand what would an honest system look like, right? They'll understand the high level because it favors cooperation, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't go through all of the details of how it favors cooperation. And this is what I I just described as one of the details and how it favors cooperation. And that leads us to what you, you already said, of course it's going to distribute over time because the only way to gain more Bitcoin is to provide more value to society and that more value to society over time is going to f- have its marginal cost of production go to zero
2: yeah it's it's wonderful i I've, I've been thinking of the uh, uh, along the same lines but i can't uh, express his, uh, express it as eloquently as you but uh, but the um, the thesis like like i don't know if you saw that talk i i, I think i did back in Riga last last year for the first time but it's about how we're We Bitcoiners are incentivized to help one another succeed because this is the simple pumping our bags thesis like we (laughs) we all want Bitcoin. We all want Bitcoin to succeed. How do we make that happen? We we are awesome to other Bitcoiners and we give them our time, our efforts and our goods and services just because we want to see them succeed for very egotistical reasons, because that helps pump our bags (laughs) of like if number go up, we all win. And we're also incentivized to help Bitcoin succeed in any way we can. And we're also we're on, a, on a sound money standard with deflationary money, we naturally adopt a lower time preference.
0: So we. Yeah. And just one, one, one thing I just wanted to tie in because a lot of people say deflationary money. It, it, it's true if you lose Bitcoins, it's a deflationary money. And, and so, so there's a part of that that's true. But mostly it's just a neutral currency that's measuring, it's a neutral money. That's measuring. That's measuring deflation in society.
2: Yeah, yeah. Deflationary is the wrong term. With the, uh, money with a fixed supply, that's that's what we're saying. So uh, uh, on top of this, like you you incentivize saving rather than spending, which is quality over quantity. All of that stuff, which means that we have all the incentives in the world to to help one another. So I see uh, Bitcoin companies like. In the free market, you have, or in nature, you have catalytic comp- uh, biological competition, fang and claw. Whoever grabs the most wins. And then you, uh, the free market is catalytic competition, where the, the the one who can provide most value to other people wins, because they they get into uh, they get to uh, on top of the market. Like uh, the, that's the free market process. What I see is on, on a Bitcoin standard, there's an even deeper layer where, where free market competition turns into just, hang on, we could just cooperate. We, we don't even need to compete. And I
0: don't think we're going to change humans over, overnight to, because there's going to be people will want to, to do that. But you can see, uh, you can see over time that as you don't need all of these things to be able to live a good life, because they all become closer and closer to free then then your time explodes for other things to be able to deliver value right and that's so that's that po- uh, I think that's that point. it just happens over a natural course,
2: yeah, we're living through it we're experiencing it right now exactly that
0: yeah right so my um again, I just used this example two weeks ago in a in a in a presentation, but my lake house um uh, three and a half years ago was $1.4 million. Um, now it's $2.1 million. I like how it's measured in Bitcoin. It was 300 Bitcoin three and a half years ago. And now it's uh, 50 Bitcoin. Mind you, now it's 40, now it's 35 Bitcoin. <laughs> so, um, so you can see Bitcoin is repricing everything. And then as, as you're in that system, you have more time. You would literally like your time expands because you're working on on things that are like are, are are exciting you're getting richer as a result your friends are deeper as a result they because they're all working on this uh, on the same uh, on the same network yeah it's beautiful i i think I'll point to the uh,
2: the uh, drop to the mar- marginal cost of production for all goods and services i think for for most people it's it's easy to see that that is happening with software and anything on a mobile phone, but it's harder to see that that is also happening in every other industry and in every other sector because of the technological progress we're making. So people don't see how how like carrots get cheaper.
0: What is the, yeah, I just wanna pick up on that. One of my most hated charts is when people measure inflation through that thing that says, Cell phones going down, these things going down, and the other things going uh, up. And why do you think it's my most hated chart? Because it misses the
2: point. Because, because those things are also going down. The, the actual energy going into making them is going down. What is going up It's just their fictitious fiat
0: price. Amen. Amen. So, so uh, I think about this. In and you're in Europe, but in, um, in Sears in 1908, used to del- deliver a housing a house, a full house to to your uh, to your land, and all the lumber, windows, toilets, everything, the electrical, plumbing, the works, um, the entire house package um, cost twenty five hundred dollars. We've had technology in housing. We've had technology in in lumber. We've had technology in uh, in in all of these parts, component parts, and the distribution to be able to, to deliver them. We've had technology in 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 energy. So, how can that same package cost three hundred thousand dollars today? Right. So, and, and it describes what we're talking about. It describes the unnatural stealing of that productivity and transferring it up
2: yeah the first feeling you get when you realize this is anger of course <laughs> but but uh, because you realize how much they've stolen and from how many people it's just it's just the worst crime ever committed they stole uh, everything from everyone they, the but the thing the thing that that the um, deep dive in pra- into praxeology and Austrian economics did for me was to increase my appreciation of of just people because Somehow, the the world works despite all this theft. Like people figure things out, and we still have a, a fu- somewhat functioning global free market.
0: We do, we 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 don't we don't. It doesn't look anything like that today, unfortunately. It's not so so at the end of these scales. It, 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 here's one thing I I don't even know if I knew when I wrote the book. Um, it came to me afterwards. Um, when we look at the um, so if, 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 what's the book that talks about the cycles, 80 year cycles?
2: Uh, the fourth turning.
0: Yeah, the fourth turning. If you look at the fourth turning as described by what I'm talking about, it would be natural that because if, if technology has always been deflationary and then banks could always make more money by, by driving an inflationary policy, right, or in fractional reserve, reserving, then you would expect at some sort of time, the free market to break because they would be in conflict with each other. And the government would have to come in and save the banks because people would demand that to happen, or they'd have to come in and save the market. So the government would move the debt that should have been cleared at that time and the banks failing. They would, it would kick the debt upstairs. It would go higher in the debt stack. And then it would continue to happen. And so what we're describing right now through that lens would be the short-term debt cycles leading to the long-term debt cycles leading to the manipulation of money. And yeah, why that... You're describing central banking and the history yeah, of central and, banking. Uh, it, 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 we're describing... But yeah, exa- because it's in conflict with the free market. In, c- c- because the free market, the natural state of a free market is deflation. That's the natural state. So anything stopping that... Um, would, would be in conflict with the free, free market. So we believe we live in a free market. We believe that that is true, but we don't. And, and so we, so we, we'll fight wars over that belief. We'll send more money to fight both sides of the war, to, to believe that our side is, is the right, the right side. And if you look at just, if you looked at that zoomed out and country by country, then if you looked at the U S or, or Canada or Europe, were even the worst inside our countries are beneficiaries from the theft from Africa and South America at a greater level, right? Even your, your lower, lower class here. And that's why, and that makes sense. So why, if you were in, in Africa and, and the cause of this pain in your, in your life, you didn't know, but was outside this, and you had a dictator in your in your country in Africa, and and misery, and your it, your currency was failing every every five years, and and you couldn't save your labor, labor, and you couldn't feed your family. You would get on a boat too to go to Europe, where where Absolutely. they're the benefit, they're, where they're the beneficiaries of stealing that productivity from other people, and so this flows around the world at a rate that we can't even comprehend but we're within most we're within the system and you and I are within the system that is stealing more of that or I I would say I was (laughs) until I started spending way more of my time in Bitcoin but but, but I grew up in a system that was stealing that productivity from elsewhere on the planet
2: yeah yeah don't don't get me wrong I was just trying to make the point that there's not Total war
0: everywhere. Yeah, but but, but, at the, but at the end of these cycle, yeah, at the end of these cycles, there always is. There, at the, end, at the end of these cycles, there always is. That's how you, because people would rather believe. Um, think about what's happening today. Think about what, what the majority of humans are doing today. They're sticking their their um, their money in, in houses. Or tech companies, because they want to be debased slower than everybody else. But those are also getting debased. But most people think that that's safe. And so they make it happen. And then prices rise of those companies, which which would then concentrate more, uh, more power. So our own incentives in the system that's destroying itself make that system stronger. It's so depressing, but <laughs> <laughs> but it but it is but it isn't. So I, so again, you need to know it at a first principles level because if you could say, okay, no, nothing Jeff said is true, or parts are tra- true, but if what I just described is true all over, and then you understand human beings, what they would do in a, in systems like that that are that are both true and their own incentives, they're trying to, so you you can see what people will do, what the, what this rollout will look like. And how a lot of people will be trapped in the system, not knowing how much strength they're giving it by either complaining at it or or giving it more power through their actions or put, trying to save more money into that system. They're making it worse. So you need to know it. But now, once you know it, and you have this new open, decentralized, secure uh, system that's emerging on the other side, now once you know it, all you have to do is walk across. To the new system and start building there and you see the 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 polar opposite of what i'm talking about that inversion yeah one divided by
2: clown world (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) the inverse of clown world that's that's how i see it
1: all right you might have noticed that we've recently partnered with amber app after our episode with izzy their ceo and our close friend we knew we would have to partner with them in some way If you haven't seen our episode with Izzy, definitely go check it out. You'll see why it's such a great fit. And honestly, they're following the orange glowing light like Izzy always says. And that's exactly what we try to do here at the Freedom Footprint Show. The big news about Amber app is that on Jan 3, 2024, they're going to be launching their version 2.0. I've seen some of the screenshots and it looks fantastic. They're going to be including a non-custodial on-chain wallet, an anonymous lightning wallet, a fiat wallet. And finally, it's going to be an exchange, of course. It's going to be just this super app. They're also going to be launching globally. Everyone's going to be able to use it. We're really excited about all that. Stay tuned with us and you'll hear all about it. And for now, check out their website, amber.app and the episode with Izzy to find out more. Next up, Wasabi Wallet, the privacy by default, open source, non-custodial Bitcoin wallet with CoinJoin built in. It's the easy to use, comprehensive, affordable way to make your coins private. And the best part is they have been making huge improvements to the app. They're really focusing on the user experience, adding advanced features for power users, they just keep getting better. You send your coins to your Wasabi wallet and they get combined with loads of other coins using the Wabisabi Sabi protocol. So they're private on the other end. Your tracks are covered so you can work on expanding your freedom footprint without worrying about your privacy. So. Check out WasabiWallet.io and download Wasabi today.
2: So, yeah, there, this, this tempts me to lead us down a uh, okay. a different Way path to here because like, yeah, so since, since we've established that we're, we're to some extent doing it, doing this to ourselves by clinging on to the old system, to which extent... Does the mind create reality? Reality and is the objective subjective dichotomy false? Like that's that's the stuff I want to go into over Ponte and Madeira. So like, yeah, I know. And, and by and by the way,
0: we're gonna have we're gonna have a, a panel on this topic in Madeira. So if anybody's listening to this, uh, come to that uh, come to Madeira because this is gonna be an exceptional uh, an exceptional topic. But um, so where do you start on a topic like this? Um, Probably in um, a lot of ways in, but um, so why don't we use simulation theory as a way, as a way in? You want to do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Nick Bostrom's, um, I think, 2004 uh, hypothesis that that effectively, if computers are moving at this rate of speed, uh, exponentially, and today we have these graphics that uh, that could fool you that you're that you're living in a simulation. Then what will it look like ten years from now, twenty years from now, thirty years, forty years from now? What would that look like? Um, and would you know if you were living in a simula- simulation? Like how would you know, how would you know? Um, and 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 so if you. If you take that and and I don't think there's actually a way to just to to know if you are or not like the clock speed of the simulation could be light speed, Like could okay. be the supercomputer.
2: <laughs> I, sorry for interrupting, but I think I have an answer to that question. Okay. <laughs> Good. Go. Since you can't simulate proof of work, wouldn't Bitcoin uh, eventually just slow down the speed of the simulation? Yeah.
0: I, 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 am not sure because that might be within our, what we're talking, uh, what, 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 what we're talking about in this emulation, right? That, um, but so, so three weeks ago, there's, uh, um, th- uh, three weeks ago, there was a, um, it, it's, it's being worked on right now. You know, um, I can't remember the name of the company, but they've actually put, uh, brain cells into, uh, into to a computer mechanism and feeding that computer mechanism to be able to, to speed up parallel processing in a crazy way because our brains do it differently than computers so so they actually have feeding into brain cells into a computer to be able to drive drive to ai in a different way so those brain cells just like your own brain cells right do your brain cells are, are just energy Right. The, the, what you're seeing right now, what you're hearing right now are from energy, energy that's firing neurons that are firing um, synapses and neurons that are, that are holding memories and, and, and such. So your brain cells themselves don't see the world like you think they see, you see the world or hear the world. They're just, it's an electrical pulse that is seeing the world. So if you look at even right now where we are in technology... The brain cells in that box that are being fired by something else to be able to drive do they know okay
2: uh, i'll attempt to answer that for me. like i've been thinking a lot about ai like like everyone else in this space has and like i, I talked a lot to alex swetsky about this in in both amsterdam and and uh, lugano since he's uh, since he's working uh, on this uh, spirit of satoshi thing and uh, actually developing an ai And I I think like the word intelligence in artificial intelligence is very misleading because the one thing an an AI lacks is agency or free will, for lack of a better word. Uh, It cannot feel uneasy, so it's never compelled to use means to reach ends. It's the perfect slave, but it can never be its own master as long as it works like that. And Because all of these systems are built in that way, uh, and cannot feel uneasy. uh, I don't see a a general like a Skynet type AI developing anytime soon, regardless of if you put brain cells on the chips or not. So
0: again, why do you feel uneasy? Um, Right now, I don't. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But but, but when you when, when you keep when you keep going down on that, right? So, so if your if if your brain is a computational, uh, is it just a biological computer fired by by le- uh, 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 electrical impulses, uh, how does it get what we just described? By the way, I think I have an answer which goes deeper, but uh, but 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 at that level. So when people say that, right, you're you're creating a a computer that can do it mechanically uh, with uh, with energy, and you have a biological uh, system that's uh, that's doing it what is the difference well I, like how do you get how do you get your feeling of uneasy or how do you get your feel how do you how do you get that feeling uh, i'll attempt to answer that too because i
2: had a very interesting like four-hour conversation with polker herminghouse about this like last week <laughs> so uh and the he, he brought up some experiments that I, I i've been aware of but never really been. I haven't been thinking deeply enough about the impacts of them, and it's that consciousness is—it's uh, like a movie. It's playing out. Uh, your your impulses happen before your conscious decision to do something. So it's so like when you decide to do something, it feels like you're making a conscious decision, but you're really not because there's like a, a third of a second lag uh, between the nervous system and what's actually going on. So his thesis was that yes, you can have free will, but only if you but only if you accept that something outside of your brain exists that that actually does the the pulling of the levers. But you can't have it within the brain because the brain is, is you you can't control what thoughts fire what neurons fire up inside it. You have no control over which neurons are fired up and not. So. In that sense, the, the mind would be completely mechanical, as you say. And maybe it is. I don't have a good answer to this. I don't know if we it, have it, well it, it, or not.
0: And that's why I wanted to go through this first, kind of because at this level, because that's what people do. They go, okay, well, there, uh, it, it, it couldn't do this because we have consciousness, or it couldn't do this because we have empathy, or it couldn't do this because of. And then you have to ask, why? Right? How do we get it? Where does it come from? Is it magical? And before you get to that's uh, because if it's a biological computer versus another computer, what was the emergent complex behavior? What was emergent actions in this biological computer that created the thing that you're talking about? Right. The, the what you think is consciousness. Oh, well.
2: This is where we get into the really it's <laughs> nice is deep deep stuff because because we're really maybe, starting to go deeper. Yeah, because that that might be that might be hinting at that the brain is actually creating the universe and objective uh, uh, objective reality might be where our uh, consciousness is conscious nigh, or whatever the plural word is, <laughs> I always yeah. miss that, but where we where we sink. So there might be a consciousness horizon just as there's a hatch horizon for Bitcoin. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to get through that first because to get to this next stage, right, it's such a leap and it will be such a leap for people that it's just so hard to believe. But I'm going to try to give some, not scientific concept, I'll go into a couple, but but some some examples where you might see that what we're talking about now kind of is is true. And so I believe... That uh, that essentially we are a mirror, right? That we create reality by our actions. And we can't, we can't even measure those because some of those actions are... And we don't know we do it. A lot of times people don't know they do it. But every single thing you do touches everyone else, right? Through your actions, through what you're... you're doing. It literally carries on. It makes waves. We, you can bend the universe effectively, or right? Let's bend the world into... And so all of our actions matter. Everyone one of them. And we can tell ourselves these stories that they don't, that won't hurt somebody else, but they do. And you can see them cascade um, f- uh, further. So a couple of ways into this. Let's use uh, first uh, uh, the double slit experiment or Schrodinger's cat. Or, so we, we know or um, the quantum world right? doesn't, right now, have a, there's no unifying theory of quantum and, uh, um, and standard model of physics, Einstein's physics and the quantum world of physics. So Einstein even called it spooky at a distance, right? Some of the things that are interconnected. Um, but if you looked at the quantum double slit experiment, you could say one photon, if you don't have an observer, observer will, go th- uh, will go through both slits at the same time. And how do you know? Because it creates a wave function on the other side, and you can measure the wave function and the interference pattern of the wave function. So, a very tiny um, tandem of the minus 28 power. So, it's infinitesimally small um, uh, pieces. The world doesn't look like we think it looks. It looks like one photon can go through two slits at the same time. But if you observe that, if, if any experimenter is watching what happens, it only goes through one slit. So a lot of people in quantum kind of, it's not a lot, a lot of people go, oh, that's interesting. And how we're trying to think, um, well, how can we understand that? Because it's, it's almost impossible to understand, right? It breaks your brain because how can the observer have an effect on the reality that they're creating, right? But if, if our entire universe is quantum, and that builds into st- standard, mo- uh, the model, then what that might mean is we as the observer create the reality. We don't know we create the reality um, that, through that observation and what we see. And that, what that might mean is the same thing that you just said be- before in, in that gap of a second before free will, that we see, so- we see something, that we make a decision on that, that then creates reality. Because all of the things around us are a construct. All of the things we build are a construct of people doing things on a reality that they're creating, right? And then it, it shows up, and that construct has to emerge from somewhere. Um, I, I use a couple simple examples to try to uh, to get at this. Um, one, and I'll use two separate ones. Um, and and one, um, you probably heard me say this before, but if... If somebody shows up as a victim, right? And everybody knows somebody who shows up a victim as a victim. I, I believe for us, love and belonging is kind of a, a highest order thing. That's what we want most, but we tell ourselves something. So everything else is in service of love and belonging. And so what the victim is actually doing is trying to get, it's essentially trying to get people to come closer and say, because you matter, Right. And so people would look at that and what ends up happening is they have a sign on their forehead pushing people away because it's harder and harder to be around somebody that's like that all the time. And and so they don't they don't know that they're creating that reality, their own reality by doing it and nobody tells them. Everybody tells that everybody tells everybody else how they're showing up, but nobody tells them. Right? And so what the, all those people are doing is essentially saying I care more about what you think of me than you. And then every once in a while, somebody will come out that really cares about them at a level and turn their sign around. And they've been turning their sign around. They say, I care about more you, more about you than what you think about me. And it can change that person, but generally that person doesn't change. And more and more people move away and that person doubles down and creates more drama to try to get them to come back. And so they, they can't see that for their world, in that, per, in that person's world, um, that person's world has the exact same abundance that I have, but they can't see it. So their version of reality is as true as my version of reality for them, for, for me. We just see two, two totally different versions of reality. Is that fair?
2: Absolutely. I think that every human problem stems from the urge for there to be a free lunch. Yeah. um <laughs> <Like, laughs> there is no second breakfast. I mean, the the yeah, this is a search for free lunch that isn't there. You have to put in the work. You have to you have to change yourself.
0: But the, so, but but again, that's your reality, which is true for you, right? Um, it, and you'll see that everywhere because it's true for you, right? Just like the victim will see the, the reality for that her him. Because they'll see it everywhere, and they will describe it, and it'll mirror back. It'll be a perfect mirror reflection of that, just like yours will be. Right? You'll see it everywhere.
2: I have a perfect example. My my parents, uh, like this, is uh, twenty five years ago, maybe or thirty years ago, probably. They bought a dog, a Rhodesian Ridgeback, which is a normal dog with a ridge on its back, like a <laughs> normal brown dog with a ridge on its back. And I've never never seen such a dog before. And after they bought bought it, I saw I saw that type of dog everywhere. It's just that I didn't notice it before. Before I knew that that was the type of dog. Like so, and I think that's like what you put your attention, wh- where you put your attention, sort of creates the world you live in because you don't notice what you, you where the things you don't put your attention so, to. Yeah.
0: So let's keep let's keep going on this because it's such a deep. Uh, it's 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 really uh, critical. So so in other words. That reality right? That, that, that was formed, that person reinforces their reality over and over and over, and it's true for them. Right? Yes. And my reality is true for me, and your reality is true for you, and all different ideas that make it true. And now we'll go to a different, um, a different idea that will connect to these. Um, so let's imagine um, we're all at a party. There's 100 people at a, par- at a party right? And a hundred people in a room, um, and we're, we're all chatting and everything else. And you and I are in a deep conversation canute. And then, and, and then somewhere across the room, somebody says canute, you will, you won't even look away, but you will tune into the other conversation and out of mind. And they could whisper your name and that would still happen. So what does that mean? Right? What that means is all of the conversations at all of the times are actually happening and you can hear them all you know they're they're all hitting your they're all just energy hitting your hitting your brain but you as the observer as the double slit experiment are choosing even whether you know it or not by all of your previous actions by all of your beliefs are choosing which conversations to tune into and concurrently, it also means, if you just do that simple uh, straw man example, it also means that anyone in that room at any time could have changed your life forever positively, or to, but you can't hear them. And, and when, you, when you go, at, when you start to think about that, when you think, huh, and this is actually where I get to. And, and I actually agree with you. I don't think computers can do what we can do um or um i think we are we are uh, um in this animal kingdom in this we are unique in that way in that uh, so if if the world if the universe is quantum then we're quantum too our brains are quantum and at the, the tiniest tiniest things those tiny little examples we're choosing reality and we're actually making reality so our um our consciousness, our, what we see in the world is a reflection of our consciousness back at us.
2: That's a quote. <laughs> That's the tweet right there. <laughs> no, it's fantastic. You, just when you said that about someone whispering my name, I, I thought of like, what am I not hearing in this room now? And I instantly heard my, the fan from my computer
0: humming, which I haven't heard all, all throughout the conversation. It's the same thing, right? It's exactly the same thing. All of these things, they're, they're 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 there all all of the time. And so, which ones are you tuned into? Which ones are you not tuned into? And what what abundance actually is there? What what can't you see? Because because your beliefs and 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 what the the story you're telling yourself is true for you.
2: So, is this the difference between hearing and listening, and the difference between seeing and observing? this is semantics
0: I know. Yeah, semantics. I think, I, I actually think that this is, uh, this ties into, actually, I, I think this ties into enlightenment. I think this ties into uh, most religions. I think at, at kind of at the, at the top of that consciousness ladder and enlightenment is this concept that it just is, right? It um this is it is it's this way for everyone and everyone's describing their their own unique actions within this entire universe that's all tied to energy right but even even if you realize that, that, um, if you look today at what the uh, i forgot the name of the uh, the whatever web uh, t- uh telescope at uh, james webb t- uh, telescope what it seems to prove is there was no big bang yeah so to go, go look that up. Like, so, so people are like, so right now our physics, the people that we've grown up believing, go look up what's happening right now through the James Webb because, because the, the, the universe, the early universe shouldn't look like it does. Right now, through uh, uh, through uh, through that, it's too uniform. It's too there's galaxies that are too too small. They shouldn't uh, shouldn't look like that. So we're observing things right now that change fundamentally what we believed for a long uh, for uh, for a long time. And those things those things are hard for our minds to accept because we believed that it's they look that. But that has pretty dramatic consequences that tie into the same type of things that we're talking about right now
2: this is wonderful because like this thing that you're describing now with the james webb telescope and like we have to revive or or all our models are destroyed to cite <laughs> a friend of ours yeah uh, like uh that's that's the part i love about empiricism and <laughs> the, like that's what the scientific method is what, why it's good and why it's beautiful right yeah so did you read a, a Hopper book called Aus, um, Economic Science and the Austrian Method? No, I don't think I did. It's one of my favorite Austrian economics books. I'm, I'm doing a, a series with Rob Breedlove about that specific book because we love it so much. And in, in it, he points out, Hopper points out the genius of Mises in, in this exact thing you're talking about that it's, it's through action that the subjective. Uh, and the objective are tied like that that's 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 what what creates the fabric of reality on on a this is this is about economics so it's, it yeah. has nothing to do with quantum theory and stuff but from a from a philosophical lens if you will action is the thing that ties the the two worlds together because it it was a false dichotomy all along like there's there's no objective and subjective it's 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 part of the same
0: thing and it's bridged through action yeah because if you if you just go back you go back to starting the base level to there what creates the things that we we call reality like the table in your room or this or this somebody had a thought at some point, right? That in preceding that thought, they were the reason for that thought, and preceding that was their belief system and everything else that then created some so that then turned into the things we experience. Of course, right? Of course, that's that's why that's 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 why I said we are all connected, whether we want to believe that or not. We are all connected. And when you're, and, and this is where it ties to Bitcoin, and rather strongly, um, when you're all connected on a layer like this, the the possibilities for human progress, or what ends up happening, is so so staggering, so mind numbing, that people stuck in the old uh, old system can't even they can't even begin to even think about them while you're stuck into this old system that's stealing your life energy. You can't even you can't even get there. And and that and that's how when I look at my life or when I look at what I'm doing and, and all of these things, I understand, I empathize with those people that are stuck there. Just like I empathize with other people who are stuck in different areas of their life. Um, I'm just not stuck.
2: Yeah, when, when, when I think about the connectedness of everything, I, I imagine uh, not a blockchain, but an uh, umbilical cord chain. Back to all the way back to the first amoeba that that I evolved from, you know. So, mm-hmm. so e- even the impulses of the one cell organism led up to the table that and the computer I'm talking to
0: you through. And, and then, th- then Thank think you. about th- think and, and think about this. Like, and I, I I get goosebumps there, like like literally right now, just and feel it and, and and. But think about those actions. Uh, touching other people and how much a difference they can make in, in people's lives. Like you and I can, we, um, I just called you while I was traveling up here around Europe. We'd known each other for years and in, in this, in this ecosystem, and I came and visited your family and spent time. We played guitar, um, it was an incredible evening. It's turned into a beautiful friendship. Um, and, and, and to, to this conversation, then this type of conversation that then, then can go on and touch 10 people, a million people, a billion people. And, um, and, and, it can, and they might not even know they might, it might be just the, the canoe to the party, hearing, whispering a name. They might not even know that this conversation might've started them down a the road of discovery that took them somewhere else. And then they touch, Way more people than we even had a chance to. We can't know that, which is the most beautiful thing about uh, uh, about it. But our actions do matter. Yeah, it's
2: truly mind mind-numbing, as you say, and goosebumpy. Uh, just the thought of anyone listening is goosebumpy in itself.
1: <laughs> the show is also sponsored by Orange Mill App, the Bitcoin-only social network where you can stack friends who stack Sats. You can connect with your favorite Bitcoiners on the app make local connections and even connect with Bitcoiners around the world. You can see what's going on in your local area and connect with Bitcoiners around you. I've been to multiple events organized on Orange Pill app and they brought Bitcoiners together from all over. And now with group chat, it's easier than ever to stay in touch with all of your Bitcoin friends. The best part is that you know it's high signal. There's no spam on Orange Pill app because everyone pays to be there. So download Orange Pill app on Apple or Android, send me or to DM and start building your local network of Bitcoiners today next up the bitcoin way their mission is to onboard educate and remove barriers to taking self-custody of your bitcoin they cover everything from cold wallets to nodes no kyc bitcoin purchases inheritance planning payments and more whether you're new to bitcoin or you're an experienced Bitcoiner looking to expand your freedom footprint or you know someone who this sounds perfect for the bitcoin way has something for you they have a skilled team well versed in the bitcoin space and their goal is to make all the complexities of Bitcoin as straightforward as possible for everyone. And the best part is you can get started with a free 30-minute call with their team. Go to thebitcoinway.com contact for more info. Our newest sponsor is Geyser. They are the portal to the creator economy on Bitcoin. On Geyser, creators can monetize their work through their communities in a social and engaging way, and supporters can send sats to their favorite projects geyser has also recently integrated with zaps and podcasting 2.0 so every zap sent to a geyser address shows up on the geyser page we have a geyser fund ourselves it's the best way to support our show directly with bitcoin so whether you're a creator or a supporter check out geyser at geyser.fund today
2: luke do you have anything specific on your mind
1: after hearing all of this yeah and i I feel like uh you you passed it over to me at at this particular point for uh, yeah a reason here. Else. Jeff, I'm I'm going to give you a little bit of context on on some of the ideas that Knut and I have been uh tossing around for a little while that 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 I have been working on for a while here. Uh the the concept of how bitcoin fixes the world has has been a big big question, I I think, and what it's going to look like in the future is amazing. And the, the facet of this that that fascinates me to some extent here is that I am still of the opinion that that Bitcoin takes away the noise of the world right signal signal to noise as in previous discussions but the the thing about this is where do we still find the meaning in the world and and just to calibrate that a, a little bit more everything you're talking about here in the actions of Everyone affecting everyone else and the, the reality created within everyone here. This already sounds to me a little bit like there is a, a kernel of that someone's actions matter. Everyone's actions matter. But the, the trouble that I've experienced has been in the world as it exists today. It's really hard to feel like it's worth doing something meaningful, pursuing what is meaningful. And what are your thoughts on the pursuit of meaning when Bitcoin has solved the problem of value? So
0: go, yeah, okay. So, um, and again, because this is going to happen over a long time, time horizon, when you describe what everybody else gets meaning and you mistakenly think, This is what they're doing because you think, you know, their actions, like we all live in our own movie. Like we're in, 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 um, so we create our own movie, right? We're the star of our own movie. Um, and we think about ourselves all the time. Um, most people, and then we can't understand why somebody else doesn't think about us as much as we do. And and, uh, and so every one of a uh, they're their own movie, and then they're looking at everybody else, thinking, "What? Why aren't those people acting like I, I am?" From the same uh, same thing. What I said before is, I, I believe that everything else, and I might be wrong here, but I believe everything else is in service of love and belonging. We want to matter, right? We wouldn't we wouldn't be the center of our own movie if we didn't want to matter, right? And so, and which creates a whole bunch of other things, us trying to matter, our ego driving that we, we matter more than this person. This person is doing it this way, this person, and that also drives in-group in bias, out-group bias, a whole bunch of other things, because we would never belong to a group that wasn't the better group, right? because it would say something about us, right? So all of these things are connected in service of love and belonging. And I don't think that changes at all. I, th- I don't think it changes one iota. I think this, this amplifies it. And as more and more the noise falls away from the world over a long time, right? Because you don't have to give the existing world energy. And I say that even without Bitcoin, even without uh, Bitcoin, did Buddha give the rest of the world energy or did he rise above it? Right? If you if you take a kind of a religious type of concept, and what that shows you is you can, through enlightenment, rise above everything that else is happening. And you can just, this is the way, and it can't touch you. It can't phase you. That's not normal for most people, but could they? Yeah, they could. With Bitcoin, that allows more people to contribute into a system that's doing that for all people. So I think over the long uh, long term, I think it's actually a rise of consciousness in the world that is precipitated precipitated from this, and it and it starts, and it starts with uh, operating on an honest chain. But that honest chain has um has implications for everything else in society and us. It has to, right? Because because today today most of the world is is on a dishonest. Ledger, and so you just have to uh, ask the corollary that your that most of your actions today would look through, right? Even even though you know Bitcoin, what, what gives you more? What gives the chain the existing system more f- uh, f- uh, power in your mind is all of this fear and everything else of everyone else and the people that it's going through. It's giving, because what would the emergent complex behavior look like, right? with all of our own actions, creating that emergent complex behavior look like on a dishonest ledger. And then how would that, how would your mind spend 90% of its time thinking about that rather than what would the emergent complex behavior look like on an honest ledger? So, and this is why, why this is so, such a fascinating topic and is such a fascinating deep topic because we can't, it, most people can't even imagine that change, but I don't think there's a change at all. I think it's just where, um, we'll continue to compete. We'll continue to, even the competition itself is in service of love and belonging. Right. We want to matter more for our family. We want to be, we want to bring home, we want to go on more vacations. We want to do, uh, cuz we want to matter we want to uh, we want to leave them a legacy so we matter right all of these things the competition itself is is in service of love and belonging and and so that doesn't change at all it just it just forces the productivity gains to us so we have more time to be able to think about the things we're to describe we're talking about right now on this podcast
1: i love the optimism and the thing about this here that Maybe uh, just a little more concrete in in my thinking here to make that a little more concrete is is the the lens of the way the 20th century played out in the sense of that the world became a lot more irreligious. It was it was discarding belief systems, and in in doing so, it was it was discarding the framework that that gave people meaning and purpose, and and so the idea that making the ledger honest just takes away a lot of the, a lot of the issues that get people stuck, uh, and, uh, away from, um, behaviors that are entirely self-indulgent and self-destructive. Uh, I, I love that idea. Is, is there anything more to it though? Is, is there anything more to that, that, um, another layer that big, like Bitcoin will, will, um make the ledger honest as yeah. you say but is there anything else that that the world collectively or uh, individuals who figure this thing out need to do to to help the rest of humanity understand this stuff and get over this meaning gap so so here's
0: the here is the one thing i'd, I'd say Luke. if 90% of your time is this Thinking what other people are doing and not not to, uh, or not doing through the same filter that we're talking about, then you are going to be suboptimal at doing that for people. You have so each of us has a role to move to a higher level to explain to have empathy for what they're going through. And by the way, I don't care what anybody does. Everybody in Bitcoin, like do whatever you want to. But kind of what, how I think about it is, it is very hard to meet somebody and fight with them or call them names and get them to change their mind. They believe their world. They believe it just as much as you believe your world, right? They absolutely believe it. So the way, the way through is through questions and inquisition and meeting them where they are and, and talking about um, some, somewhere where they can move to with hope because they're in fear in their existing system and they need to see hope to move. And so so some of these things and it, why i say that is why we all have a different we all make a difference. Most people today have a smartphone. If Steve Jobs wasn't around to make that difference, what would that look like? So one person can make a huge difference. One person and a, and and a team of people driving towards and the smartphone would have come out eventually anyways. That that would have somebody would have created it, even if it wasn't Steve Jobs. But we live in a reality. Somebody has an insight, or something, and and they actually bend reality, and then we all live in a new reality. That's what's happening right now. And the more and more of us that are moving to this new reality, are bending reality in favor of human progress.
2: Back to uh, something. Briefly touched on here in, in your first question, Luke. This is some, uh, an idea that uh, that Luke and I have been riffing on back and forth for a long time. We, we both love your article, The Finding Signal in a Noisy World. Yeah. But the, the latest thoughts we've had around that is like, hang on a minute. Bitcoin is not the signal. It's just code. It's just mathematics. It's just the greatest noise removal tool ever invented. Yep. So, what what would you say to that?
0: I, I totally agree. I, I I like. I totally agree. Well, play this. Play this forward. And again, mo- human uh, bitcoiners, the majority of bitcoiners are are pricing Bitcoin in fiat instruments, and think of what that's. It's, it's actually reinforcing their view of the fiat interest, instrument having more value. It actually looks like a trade. You'd never are you going to sell your your bitcoin for a fiat instrument i know i'm not um, uh, the uh, it, it, and so i'm going to trade for other things that i want in that currency right that is the, um and, and what and and that that means that, that like you said that like that layer reduces all the noise over time and in, in society because everything falls to its marginal cost of production we get richer the, it, it, really simply, right? The, the productivity of the entire world moves into in service of the entire world on Bitcoin instead of getting, getting stolen from the world. So, as those prices fall, everyone gets richer in the world. It can't, it, it, can't, it can't stop that. That's what re- removes the noise, and that's what j- it gives the rise in consciousness, because you're not competing to f- it like um, when I see the, the horrible crime of what this does to people all over the world, and they don't know they do it, it does it, and it reinforces what their actions, so they have more, peop- more money against somebody else, so they can feed their family. And I see the perverse nature of the system all over the globe. It makes you, it makes you sick if you actually spent any time yeah, in it. Now, now I, then, then there's been, in Bitcoin, a bunch of people get mad and, and yell at it and say, those, those, the, those, uh, those people, and they actually make it stronger or they um or uh and or they'll hide the, all their money or they protect all their money in the tech companies and they make it stronger and they, or they'll or they'll th- there's no way that they would allow the market to collapse and their houses to collapse by 90%. So they vote for more m- more spending, more manipulation of money to make it stronger. So so this system from the system is going to get worse and worse and worse and most people including some bitcoiners are making it stronger as well um, through through the, their actions. And there is no escape from that system making making the world worse. But you don't have to live in it. You could spend more and more of your time in the new system and you're going to find all sorts of incredible talent, people be building just just <laughs> the new rails of a peer-to-peer economy on top of this that productivity the productive force of all society moves to all society and it doesn't care where you are you could be in Ghana you could be in Malawi you could be anywhere and you can create value on this new system without it asking anyone
2: yeah the I mean hundred percent that's that's why we're here
1: that's why we're having these conversations to make this happen faster well yeah maybe even just to kind of clarify the last point slightly like the the last thing that i still really don't get past from from bitcoin as the noise remover at, at that level is that there there are still other ideas that i that i think ne- need to propagate in the in the world other than than bitcoin right and and uh, i guess i guess the only point on that is more like is more like um the work isn't done when when bitcoin uh, when the future in the hyper bitcoin world happens, the work isn't done right uh, it, humanity- it's
0: never it's never done because we always are are looking at the next step and the next step. the only the, the the difference is the productivity flows to us instead of away from us and 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 we free ourselves from the binds that chain us because the productivity flows through us to us that's that's it but 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 we'll constantly like forever. Find new ideas. Find new ideas. But you won't be forced on it. You won't be on a treadmill. That all of that is moving away from humanity. It'll move, be moving to you.
2: Uh, look, look at it this way, Luke. B- Bitcoin is not a threat to civilized society. It is the beginning of civilized society.
1: Yeah, I, I <laughs> didn't. I didn't mean to imply anything like that. It's just more like. It's just more like. Uh, keeping in mind the 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 way that society has has moved forward I, I guess the entire era of fiat money is a bit of a a bit of a no, a blip would be would be putting it lightly right uh, a real a real bump in the road and it's not
0: it's not just that that's that's why this is such a big but but for me too uh as as i went down this and essentially tried to disprove my theory right what uh Why this would be such a, uh, such a big deal because all of the history books we read, all of the books, like I read a lot of books, read a lot of history books, but they all have this error code in them. Not just fiat money, gold money, the error code is if you could control money, if you were higher in money, you stole the productivity from everyone else because the, the market forever is supposed to, the free market forever is deflationary. So all of our history code, our, our history has this error in it they, because we would go to wars to be able to control money, right? We would go towards to be able to s- steal money. And, 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 and this, if it truly stays decentralized and secure, which I think is inevitable, if as long as we make that happen, it changes that error code. And it's, it's, it's the, it's the biggest, it's the biggest discovery humans have ever found. Because it it it, it change, it's so big that um, it, it doesn't feel like that to people that think it's a Ponzi scheme. It doesn't feel like that with, from their own belief system. But if it changes that belief so all productivity forevermore flows to all of society and everyone in the world has an equal opportunity to actually allow that to happen and create more wealth for themselves as it flows to society, it's a pretty big
2: deal. And so... Back to this um, ego death and the being the protagonist of your own movie, how uh, and that everyone sees themselves as a protagonist. Like how how do you how do you get away from that? Do you do you does it help to see yourself as a comic relief side character instead of the protagonist?
0: Is that dropping your ego? Yeah. So I really try to for, for myself and, and just, yeah, I I try to check my ego all all the time it's not about me right it really uh, it really isn't the um and and a lot of these le- a lot of these lessons i described some the victim the, the that, that party example those are those are examples that i've come to in my own life to be able to find the things in me that were holding back my, my world that's the the, the the truth is i'm just describing the, 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 some of my own path to be able to get to lessons that went, because I, 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 I used to think, okay, if the victim is doing this and they can't see it, um, and the billionaire who has no time for his family is doing it, they can't see it, and this other person is doing it, you can't uh, see it for their own reasons, whatever, and it was all in service of love and belonging, then I must be too, because I'm only human too. All right. And what would that look like? And what I what it, what I realized is, I would take credit for everything that was good in my life, just like they would. Um, and I would actually make it bigger, right? And I would and anything that was bad was happening, who had to be somebody else's fault, because it wasn't because I because it couldn't be me. And and so I I attacked all of those areas, realizing it was me, and changed me to be able to, to, to remove what I would say that ego and that, that blindness from what was happening and, uh, and, in, uh, in my life. And as I removed them, they were, they were huge kind of zero to one type moments for myself because everything got easier, everything got easier and it continues to get easier. So I, 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 I'm constantly checking in on that very same thing because If if we're all bound to fall into these same traps and and I'm only human too, then I'm bound to fall into them too. It sounds very familiar to what
2: I've been going through the last couple of years here. I mean, it's so powerful and, and it reminds me a lot of stoicism like did, did
0: uh, uh, would you describe it as stoicism like is is this stoicism he, he, and again that's why i say stoicism enlightenment some of these different they're just I, I i think some of these things and i've read a lot on these various different topics and i think they're all different descriptions of some of the same type of thing some and and if that if that if that Word or that frame of reference is the frame of reference you want to use to be able to get here. Then great, but I think it's so. so but it, I, I do believe that some of these things are yes, they're they're connected.
2: Let's pull on that string a bit further. Uh, wh- would you describe yourself as a a, a consensualist or a libertarian, an anarcho capitalist?
0: Uh, no, none, none of are, none, n- none none of these. Things. None of these things. So when, when, when somebody says, when, when somebody puts you in a label, they're, they're immediately describing, yes, you 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 get put into a box and they, they, they're describing the, your view of, their, uh, or their view of you through their lens. Um, I hate boxes. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I like you put me in a box. I want to as, as soon as somebody is in this narrow box and trying to define a person by this narrow this means you're this um i i want to scream right i, I like the they i want to look uh, elsewhere in fact same thing same same thing i did with my book same thing i did with bitcoin i want to prove the other side i want to take the other side and try to fight fight to, to bank and, and then once i understand it on both sides of both issues I want to come back to understand my own place in it. What do I want to do? Uh, to I, I, I capitalism today? When people talk about capitalism or socialism, they don't have a fucking clue, right? So like they're like they're they're and, and honestly, like these are these words are so misused to to describe to drive people apart. Um. And so no, I I, I can't stand labels. No, I I
2: absolutely agree. Like the word liberal and the word progress are, are literally have the opposite meaning of what they used to have, and uh, it's true for many of these terms. So that begs the question: uh, Would you call yourself a Bitcoiner,
0: or is that boxing you in as well? Um, I, uh, so I would call myself a Bitcoiner, and I would call it so so, but but probably what is not, that? So and again a lot of what we just described is, is why do I come across as a Bitcoiner, um, in the way that I I'm yelling at, because somebody else would have a different uh, view of what a Bitcoiner is. Right. So to, to to my friends, to, to my friends outside of Bitcoin, a lot of them don't even know Right. They, they know we'll chat about the, the other things. I'll meet them where they're, I could care less whether I, I want them to be here. I want them to understand. But, but like I've had friends since, since like a lot of friends since four years old and really good friends, uh, like incredible friends that still aren't all the way here yet. So I don't know what that means when you say, call yourself a Bitcoiner because I'm also uh, this person. I'm also this person. I show up as this person, this, uh, the yeah, same yeah. person all the time, but it's very, it's not one box.
2: Uh, just, just messing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so have you given up on these old friends or?
0: Uh, no, that's kind of what I'm getting at. I, lo- I love them to death. They, uh, like uh, the, um, like, why would I give up on... Uh, no, I, but I'm, I
2: mean, I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here. So, so like, the, the reason I ask that question is, you, you sort of described giving up on trying to make them Bitcoiners themselves. And isn't that giving up?
0: No. So, So, if you see something in somebody else that they can't see, right? Then my obligation from from my at, at least what I what I'd say I I um, I would say almost never I I want to don't I don't want to say never because uh, even sometimes I'll catch myself but uh, but so close to never I I was uh, saying that never talk about people behind their back in a negative way never uh, almost never the um and and when that happens i just kind of tune out i move 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 away because but i will always tell somebody one-on-one and i'll turn their sign around and as a result i have a staggering amount of time people people think i must be busy all the time i feel like i have the most time i have the most time for and because i only spend it with people i really care about but my obligation is not to make them change. My obligation is for my own integrity to tell them. So I don't talk behind it. But if they want to stay where they are, and I, and I still like them, and they still a whole bunch of other stuff that we, then, then, then they don't have to change for me. My obligation uh, to, says, is, is I can't, I won't talk about them behind their back. My obligation is I need to tell them, right? When you think about you, you get many conversations with you and I out, right? Some of the deeper conversations, right? That's what it looks like to be a friend. That's what it looks like to care about somebody else. And that's what it, and sometimes in that you drive such a bond and they do the same thing for you. And when you're doing that, those people care about you too. And and you end up having like a hundred X more time because you're spending it valuably.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can relate totally. But I, I do like I hang out with my quote unquote normie friends less and less just because uh there's, there's simply harder and harder to find common
0: ground of subjects to talk about. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't, um, I, I don't at all. And, uh, and, and I will say this, there's some people though, in the Bitcoin space that have become, I would say lifelong friends that, and, and how fast that, that happens and like, just like a massive connection. Cause we can talk about some of these things that have at a very deep level, like it's, it's been, it's, and and, and I'm spending more time now in in helping entrepreneurs create theirs on uh they're aware what they think they're going to change the world in their own regard and top of bitcoin and i'm loving it i'm so i'm spending more time in in that because i uh because i love that but but no i I don't feel i don't have the same thing at all with my normie friends that you just said not a bit it could be that I'm spending
2: most of the year abroad. Also, like I guess I would hang out with them more if I if I had been back in Sweden. And I, I try I do try to meet them uh, like twice a year. Like this is this close circle of close friends, uh, but and and I do care for them as much as I uh, as much as I used to. Uh, absolutely, it's just that I find I find it harder to talk to them since. The more you move into the future yourself, and the more you move into this completely different set of ideas and different set, different way of viewing the world than what they're used to, uh, the harder it gets to to like communicate on, on the same on the same level, or like finding something common to. So you end up having more shallow conversations, like about the weather and how, how how's your car doing
0: but if you just replace a bunch if you take bitcoin out and you talk about some of the conversations we had on this podcast right without even without bitcoin right they were deep conversations without bitcoin right they could impact your and 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 so um yeah anyways i don't i don't find if it's just surface conversation all the time if it's not like none of my friends look like that, right? They just are, um, none of the people I spend you now, some are tremendously fun and everything else, and they wouldn't go nearly as deep as this. And they know I would, and I, and, 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 but, but again, they're still lifelong friends.
2: Yeah. I mean, every person is different and like the, the most of my old friends, like the people you meet in your youth, you, you keep the being friends because you have a lot of history together and they're fun to hang out with and then then people change over time of course but but still here's what here's
0: what i think here's what i think happens um and you can construct it you can actually create a pro i i think in processes i think first what happens how do i think in a process to be able to to make this happen more often so i think what happens is is most relationships go through kind of a, a vulnerability-based trust. And at the top of that pyramid would look like this. How are you doing? Killing it, killing it. And nobody goes, yeah, there's no depth, right? And you're, and people are in social media, um, a lot of them are up here thinking they have millions of friends and it's no nothing. It's no depth. And for vulnerability-based trust to exist, somebody has to go first. They have to show vulnerability. Some of what we're doing in this podcast is showing vulnerability right? Somebody has to go first. And then the other person on the other side of that agreement has to, or the relationship has to either they're insane. I'm going to eject or meet them and show vulnerability and go, go back and forth. And then it goes down. And then at bottom, as you go go down there, you know, those people who would always be there for you forever. You didn't, you couldn't, if you didn't see them for 10 years, they were right back in deep. Everyone has those relationships. How did they form? And they typically formed over an event or a time event where you were you and the other person were going through a hard time or a, or a compressed time school or uh, any sort of uh, any sort of group you were in that you were compressed going through things. and it happened by chance, right? That vulnerability based trusts you stepped you made a mistake, you found out who was there for you or for, and then now. And all, you got to the bottom, and you got the, the, those few people in your life. What if, if that's how it happens? Um, if that's how it happens, it happens in these time frames and then those people stick for forever. Couldn't you make it happen all the time?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I was just about to say. I think you know where you go with this. Like that—that's the argument. For being vulnerable to everyone and just showing yourself as you are. You can make it
0: happen anywhere in your life all the time. And you can just measure who sticks. And, and so, uh, um, and, 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 literally that's, that's it. I, I just described this like it, it's that easy. It is that easy. Um, and, 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 and so, so what that looks like is I, if I, that's what I do everywhere in every relation, uh, in every relationship. And, and what you, what you do is, um, yes, sometimes along the way, some people will stab you in the back and then they, uh, and, um, but if you, if you fear and you don't do that of that, most people are really generally great people, Most you'll find yeah. more great people by doing, uh, by doing that and your life will expand by those people. Absolutely, I mean that's that describes this pod to a
2: large extent. Like that's what we're trying to do here. We we take great care in being sincere with who we are and what we do. Like uh, we don't want to be. I think uh, someone said I don't know remember who the quote is from, but but uh, is that honesty is the currency of the future. The real honesty, and that explains the phenomenon like Joe Rogan, for instance. Like you, you can't really if you do hours and hours and hours of conversations. You can't really do that by playing a role and being someone else than you actually are and i truly believe that and i i think that's uh, that's very
0: important and that's well, i wouldn't be where. i wouldn't be here right now we wouldn't be friends right they, they like that's that's how the world uh, that that's how the world works um and uh, out of these these moments then then people uh, people that make a difference in your life
2: absolutely beautiful so um Remember
1: that, kids, and don't forget to like, <laughs> subscribe,
2: and brush your fucking teeth.
1: <laughs> I think I think with that, uh, we're, we're yeah definitely uh, conscious of the the time here a little bit, and uh, maybe the the last thing to just hit on a little bit after the nice deep conversation, uh, maybe a little bit more about uh, the fun event happening in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean in March. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Bitcoin Atlantis, um, uh, get there. It's gonna, that, it, it's, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not looking it, not just because I'm helping organize a block there, but, uh, but it's, we have some surprises there and some events there that are just going to be just incredible. And I'm, uh, it's one of those conferences that I'm really looking forward to. I'm bringing my family and, uh, and I know a bunch of others are too.
2: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, but both me and Jeff Jeff are advisors to the Free Madeira organization, so we're 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 helping out with this conference and with with uh, some stuff in Madeira. Uh, so so we're absolutely looking looking forward to doing this. I'll be on a Madeira for like three weeks, uh, a couple of weeks before and one week after, and. Uh, we're going to try to make it the best thing ever, which is easy on Madeira because Madeira is already a paradise. So you'll have a swell time regardless
1: of their so conference or all. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, Jeff, is there anything else you'd like to bring up or anywhere you'd like to direct our listeners to?
0: Uh, no, I would just uh, the um, probably had just carry on of what we were talking about before. before I'm often asked. How do, uh, um, how do I spend more time in this? Um, and what do I do? I, I don't, I, am working a fiat job. I don't want to. I'm not, ha- I'm spending all my time up there. Um, just start, right? They, I, I gave this, uh, advice two years ago to somebody that, uh, just asked me for coffee in Vancouver. I went for coffee and she, so she, she was stuck in her fiat job and everything else. And I just said, it's an open network. I said, start start meeting people, go to, to create content, do whatever you want in the thing find the thing that you love in this and find the people that you love and it'll vibrate to it. So she started uh, doing that. And she was just, uh, she was just hired by uh, Alex Gladstein at the human rights foundation. And, uh, um, and she's over the top. Because of what she's create, created and her content that she's created, now she's working exactly where she wants to. And so she sent me a note saying, like, it's just that that coffee <laughs> precipitated a whole bunch of events that uh, that uh, that then turned into in, into this. And so uh, there is a ton of opportunity in this space. There, it's exploding. Um, the entrepreneurs that are building this. If you don't want to be an entrepreneur. Go find a company that's uh, that's building on into this that you really like the values of that company and what they're doing. Um, th- you could look at our portfolio company, and in Ego Death, most of those companies are hiring, um, a- um, and the opportunities are endless in this space. Absolutely,
2: just just be there and follow the orange glowing light, as our friend Izzy puts it. <laughs> it's just focus on the orange glowing lights, and the rest will sort itself out. Jeff, it's been absolutely amazing to have this conversation with you. You're always welcome back to the show, and looking forward a ton to seeing you in Madeira. Uh, I I treasure your truly treasure your friendship, and I appreciate
1: you you taking your time to do this with us a lot. So
0: right back at you, buddy, and
1: you too, Luke. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Jeff. This has been the Freedom Footprint Show. Thanks for listening.